Take my hand Take my little hand Walk with me And if you can Understand I didn't plan For this road I'm on But here I stand Hello, welcome to the Sweet Baby O podcast. I'm Lynn Browder, and I have a son, Owen, who is 10 and has autism. I have started this podcast to share our journey, share the triumphs that we have, the challenges, the adventures, the just every detail about our, our journey. And, and it's a lot about my emotions and how I get through uh, all the different aspects of, of what my son goes through and and the emotional journey that we both carry through this. Right now, blue pants are the name of the game. Owen wants the entire world to wear blue pants. Blue pants, blue pants, blue pants. And it causes a lot of emotions for me and for him. Um, it's it's just still a complete focus for him. And every day, it's kind of one of those things that I'm not sure where the journey's going to go with it. Uh, over the years, he has had many times where something has become um, what he's fixated on or wants to talk about or, or can't go through, we can't look at or can't do or, or something. And uh, learning how to manage the emotions connected with that is really difficult because he gets set on something and trying to distract him takes all of my energy, takes all of the energy that I have trying to focus and figure out how to move him forward when he is trying to express what he needs the world to be like. And then I go, is that even what this is about? (laughs) Because it's such a hard thing for him to not have control over his world. And I get that because we all want to be in control over the things that we want to be in control over. But it's something like blue pants that is so hard to get him to understand that there is no way we can get people to all wear blue pants. And mostly when he is talking about blue pants, he is meaning jeans, but he likes blue pants. He can handle blue pants in any fashion. Then we add the little twist and turns into this, and he wants me to wear particular um, shoes and particular shirts, and he can probably name every shirt that I've ever owned or ever wore um, back on a Tuesday two years ago. I mean, he has the memory that just is incredible. So everything that I think I know And everything that I think I think (laughs) might be wrong because he can process so much and the way that I'm seeing it doesn't necessarily mean it's the way that he is seeing it. So he wants me to be in blue pants 
He wants me to wear pink shirt polka dots, pink shirt stripe, pink shirt bunny, pink shirt this. And, you know, I don't know if it's because I told him that my favorite color is pink or if it's because that's the way he can see me. Uh, I, I really, at this point, I'm just trying to get him to realize that he has to breathe through the moments. He has to understand that not everybody is going to be wearing exactly what he needs them to wear. Uh, again, I breathe because, you know, it's it's such an experience and you don't ever know when the other you know, shoe is going to drop because he can get through so much of it and then it's a huge meltdown. And you you choose to wear certain things so that he doesn't have the meltdown, but then you're just continuing to keep that flowing, that, you know, decided factor for him to see me in blue pants and a pink shirt and pink shoes. And now he's adding pink hat. And I'm rejoicing over here because he actually wants me in a pink hat. We went for years, mm, years, and I get very emotional because he would scream at the top of my lung, his lungs, my lungs, I wish my lungs, at the top of his lungs when I would even touch my hair. If I moved my hair, my hair from one side of my head, just casually not even thinking about it and flipping it over my shoulder, he would come from the other room to me and just grab a hold of my hair to put it back in place. And you don't know how to control those moments because they are not always the everyday thing. It could go months without this being the issue. And you don't even think about it. It's gone. It's not a a thing. But then it could go on for days and 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 months. And you're like in this circle of how to figure out that particular problem. And then the next one surfaces and the next one, and you're still on the first one. And he has team teams of people that are helping me try to help him. And, you know, when you have autism and then you have other behavioral issues, some undiagnosed, some things that I don't even understand, and then you have things that continue to change in your world, You just have to breathe and you have to understand that here's that phrase, you're doing the best that you can. We have to breathe. We have to take those moments and realize that, you know, he's going through so many things, so many steps to get up in the morning and get going. But so am I. So am I. And I have to realize that I can only control so many things that he can't even control. And he can only control so many things. And so it's it's one of those things you have to step back from, reevaluate, and as hard as it is, continue to work through those challenges. 
<sighs> and breathe some more. We are going to a specialist soon, and hopefully they have some ideas that can shed some light on how he needs to handle these things and how I need to handle these things. Because, you know, it's it's not just, Owen, stop this. We can't do this. It is a complete process of trying to get me to handle the situations right and for him to learn how to process the situations. You get stuck in something and you don't know how to get out of that moment. And it's hard because all I want to do is prevent the meltdown. It's an hour, two hours, 10 hours of emotional meltdowns from a child. And when he looks out my window and he remembers that there should, according to him, be a woman with a dog on the corner that he hasn't seen on that corner in maybe three or four years at this point. And he then has a meltdown because she's not there. She's not where she is supposed to be according to his need at that moment. How do you help that besides holding my child and letting him cry through it? How do you stop a meltdown when you don't even know what is going to cause the next moment? He gets upset when somebody parks in front of my house. Some days. Some days, not a problem. Some days, he wants to walk on the stairs and say hi to everyone. Which stairs, I don't know. Because there's lots of stairs that we go through and go to and sit by and look at. So I'm not sure. But he knows that he wants to go to stairs, say hi to somebody, and walk on them. And he will ask me 10 and 20 and 30 times. Years ago, when he was really little, he watched a video. I I sat there with him and he watched a video and he went through the same spot. At one point, it was probably 20 times and maybe even more. And I wanted to distract him because every time he got to the point, it was probably 10 seconds of a video that he kept rewinding. He would start crying and he was very emotional and very upset about. Well, I wanted to distract him. I wanted to get him away from those moments. I wanted to help him through that need, that moment, that crying, that emotion. And so I distracted him. I took a couple of hours. We went and we did different things. We went through all of the process, whatever it was, you know, food and other videos and other games. And he was very young. And soon as I stopped interacting with him and let him have his tablet back, he went right back to that exact same moment in time, stood in the exact same place that he was. He went back to the exact same video and went through the process until he was done. It was probably another 20, 30 40 times, another half hour, another hour, I don't even remember. But all I remember is the process 
he went and continued through exactly those same steps. I didn't know what to do except for let him do it. Let him go through it because no matter how I tried to distract him, he wasn't going to get over that moment. He wasn't going to let go of what he needed to process until he was done with the process. It's a journey. It's a journey that changes for me all the time, yet stays exactly the same. Yesterday, he wore Spider-Man socks. I was so excited. He's worn different socks over the years, but these were shorter socks. These were the the low-cut socks. And he chose between his regular socks and those. And when he came home from school, he took his shoes off and he ran to his treasure chest. And it sounded like he asked for brown socks. But when I asked him to repeat them, he couldn't repeat. He couldn't, he moved forward and he, he doesn't necessarily understand the concept of having that repeating conversation so that I can understand. And then there's sometimes where he repeats everything. So he kept asking for different things, but I couldn't pinpoint exactly what he wanted. So I think he wanted brown socks to come in a box, and that's what he tells me when he wants something as a present. He He's starting to understand the concept of presents and that me or Santa, he thinks Santa is the only one that besides, you know, the me in his life can give him presents. And it's exciting to me because he's, he's starting to understand that concept that he can ask for something. He's now calling them gifts or presents. And that is so cool because for years, when we could go to stores, now it's kind of up in the, the air as to whether we can or can't go to stores. Um, those can be really hard on him and really challenging. But he is starting to understand that he asked for things. And so before, he didn't know that if he wanted a red shirt or if he wanted brown socks or if he wanted a toy, a roller coaster or a you know ball or something, he didn't ask for it. And it's part of, you know, my own expectations of what I think is going to happen or should happen that control a lot of my emotions. When I was growing up, you know, I couldn't wait for my birthday or I couldn't wait for Halloween or Easter or Christmas or any of those moments because my mom always made it so special. It was birthdays or parties or or any of those things. And so to have my child understand that now he asks for things and he can get something that he wants. It's incredible. That's part of my expectations of childhood. That's part of my emotions of childhood. And I breathe because you want what's best for your child and you don't always know how to do that. And so for him to be able to say, hey, mom, I want Spider-Man. I want 
brown socks. I want food. I want something. It's incredible. It's, it's absolutely one of the greatest gifts because he's able to now express his emotions and his feelings and his needs. That was one of the hardest things when he really wasn't able to talk. Uh, I had to constantly encourage him and we did diet change and we did all these different things to, to find you know his voice. And at first he was speaking, but he wasn't necessarily able to communicate any of his needs. And I was always worried that he would get a rock in his shoe or his socks would not be put on correctly and that, you know, the the seam would bother him or, or something and he wouldn't be able to tell me. So I, you know, would put his socks on and, and I'd try to get, you know, the little line uh, easier for him and, and put his shoes on and just kind of watch to see how he walked to see if that would even bother him. And then at one point, you know, it's it, pain isn't something that he necessarily processes exactly the same. And, and so I just wanted to make sure all of those moments were okay for him. And he got to the point where he would call his toes birthday candle. And I don't know how that ever got associated, but he would call his toes birthday candle. And the day that I finally figured out that he was calling his toes birthday candles. It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. And so each one of those moments is a time that I remember. And he moved on to, um, we did a lot of like uh, um, compressions and um, foot massage and different things, um, uh, different techniques to kind of um, work with his sensory needs and, and all of those moments. And um, the, this little piggy went to market when he wanted me to rub his feet, he started saying that. And it finally, like that clicked. And so then he realized that if he sang that song or he said those words, then he would be able to get those foot massage. Then he realized that if he sang about uh, mama called the doctor and the doctor said, no more monkeys jumping on the bed, that if he wasn't feeling well, he would sing that song because he knew mommy would take him to the doctor. And that was another connection. So throughout the years, he has told me so many things without making those exact words, those exact connections clear, but repetitive behaviors and going through and seeing his emotions and what he needed me to do and all of those moments in time have finally led me to the point where I can help my child. And now when he is making those connections to things like gifts and his wants and his needs, and he's actually able to use the words 
that he once, when he told me he wanted a treasure chest, he knew exactly what he wanted. It took us a little bit to find. He wanted one that had a key and he wants to lock it. It doesn't really lock, but one day I'll find one that it locks and he'll, he'll be very excited that it actually locks. But to have him be able to go through those moments and express needs and wants and, and be able to just show me exactly what he's looking at and what he needs. That's where the miracles are happening. That's where, you know, the, the connections are building. And every moment in time is just a gift because he is able to then move forward. And then we can take that and click that off the list and grow some more. He is beyond my scope of intelligence. He knows how so many languages. He knows how to say words in every kind of language. I, I don't even know how many languages. And he will watch something in one language, see the closed caption in a second, and then sing or talk in a third language. And it's amazing to me to watch him go through this. How many languages he actually knows, what he actually knows, I have no clue. But he gets so excited to watch something in those languages that he's got to understand. He's got to be able to comprehend some of that. And I think that him learning all of these languages has actually helped his comprehension skills, his language skills, and his uh, way of being able to pronounce certain letters. For the longest time, he had a hard time with um, R's and L's and S's, some of those harder sounds, the W's, just some of those those key letters that you know we all probably have struggled with at one point. I know I still have problems with S's. Too many S's together uh, sinks the ship. I, I'm trying to work on my own uh, pronunciations of, of words, and I, I cringe at my own self sometimes when I, I say things, and I'm like, well, that did not come out at or exactly right but we just move forward so you know seeing him grow in so many of these aspects is just it's it's so oh, so touching to me to to see my child and those expectations that i had have changed over the years and i am letting go of some of those emotions to see the new expectations and see the new growth and see the new things that that he learns every day. You know, I tell him all the time that it's not just about him, it's about me. And Autism is as much about how I process it as it is about Owen having it. Because if I don't understand, then I'm not able to grow and learn with him. And I don't understand a lot. I, you know, I, I have my own expectations, my own needs, my own challenges, my own moments in time. And so, you know, we have to learn together to process those emotions. And I tell him he needs to work with mommy just as much as I need to work with him. 
patience. That's what he, when he tells me patience, mommy, patience, I know that we're, we're at that point because either I'm, I'm crying with my own emotions for every which way, you know, um, he, he's learning to deal with the, the patience of it as well. And I tell him all the time to have patience with mommy. So, you know, we, we have to get through those moments together and, and we live, we learn and we grow, you know, and, and the, the biggest part is the love. And I always say that, you know, our life is not always easy to explain, but the love sure is. And he has taught me more about myself and the world than any other, (laughs) any other human has ever taught me. And I'm thankful for his, his gift. You know, um, autism wasn't something that I, (laughs) I thought I knew, you know, I, I thought I knew what it meant, but here, here I am, you know, I'm learning to kind of process it and I don't have all the answers. I seek out so many answers. I seek out so many questions to those answers. And I always question the answers because we need to find things that are, will help our future generations, our kids, our adults, you know, everybody. And so every day I try to learn how I can help my son, how I can help me. And that's, that's part of this process. I just am thankful that he is happy and growing and learning. And that's the part that's important. So as you know, I, I think about these moments, I see the growth in him and I see how much he's changed over the years. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for his voice. I'm thankful that he's learning still to make those connections and find what's important to him and what he needs to learn and grow. So ah, I thank you for being on this journey with us and my emotional journey at that. And I appreciate everyone that's listening and supporting us. And if you have any questions, please reach out to me and I'll see what I can do um, to answer those questions. And you can follow us at sweetbabyo.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at sweetbabyo. And at the beginning of this podcast, and you'll hear the finish of it now, the song Down This Road is about our journey with autism. And it's written by Marcus Oglesby, and he is uh, with the band Creek Don't Rise. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. Life ain't always what we thought it would be. Sometimes heavy is the load I won't give up on you Don't give up on me Take my hand down this road Take my hand down this road Understand, I understand, you don't understand the way I am. 
when you cry And I don't know why I'll make you smile when you cry Where this road will lead, nobody knows Just come with me and let's see just how far it goes Take my hand, take my little hand Walk with me, and if you can Understand I didn't plan For this road I'm on But here I stand And life ain't always What we thought it would be Sometimes heavy is the load up on you Don't give up on me Take my hand Down this road Take my hand Down this road Take my hand